First, this is episode 107. We are seven episodes into season three. And if you're just joining us now, welcome. So happy you could be here today. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I posted on social media this is going to be a little bit more laid back. I don't have any prepared topics to talk about. I've been very busy these past couple days. And um, for those of you that listen to the show regularly, regularly, you know that it's because I'm working on a short film right now. And if any of you have worked in, you know, film, television, movie making in general, you know it takes up a lot of time. And I am the director on that project, so it is, it's a it's a heavy task, and it doesn't give me enough time to come back and like set up like a scripted show and things like that. So today we're just gonna take it easy. We're just gonna talk about whatever comes to mind. There is some news in the Star Wars world that we'll talk about, and. Uh, I'll share with you some other cool things that are happening, too. And um, we'll just hear from you guys. So whatever you want to talk about, you just let us know. Hello there in the chat. How are you doing? Welcome back to the show. Um, and Max is joining us. So actually, Max is brought to my attention an interesting question that we will, will turn into a topic here towards the end of this show. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a shorter show. We're not going to be here for like, you know, three hours like that one time. And... Again, I'm still trying to figure out this new streaming broadcast service that I'm using. So if, uh, if there's any tech problems, audio, video, I apologize. I'm still trying to learn it and figure it out. But so far, I'm loving this so much more than what I was using previously. So before I jumped on the stream, I was scrolling through TikTok. And here's something interesting that happened is I saw, you know that TikTok sound that people are using it's like a song that goes or something like that what does that sound like what does that sound like it sounds like it's the same thing whatever that song is whoever made it they're literally just copying the cantina music from star wars episode four a new hope and I just thought that was funny. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but anyway, in other news, uh, you listeners are killing it with the, um, you know, listening to the show and telling your friends. Because last week, I mean, you all know we had Yessi Rivera on the show, the original face character and the original um, Lucasfilm prototype for Sabine Wren. That episode is the highest um ranked or received episode so far on the podcast across all platforms over 500 listens and it hasn't even been a week yet tomorrow it'll be a week that's amazing so thank you guys so much obviously it's not because of me it's because of yesi and we will definitely have her back because i've had at least 15 people say 
will you bring Yessie back for a live show? So uh, we'll definitely be doing that. I texted her yesterday. We had a conversation about it. We're definitely going to do something together in the future, not just on this show, but possibly on some other things going forward that you guys will get to experience. But we're working on some stuff now, so as soon as we we figure that out, we'll um, we'll let you know. But she'll be back. Don't worry. We'll have her on a live show one day, and you guys can interact with her as well. And she was our second Lucasfilm interview. The first one we had was Brian Kessinger. He does a lot of the illustration and digital art for Lucasfilm, mostly on the um, the cartoon side, the animation side. And he's also an illustrator for some of the books that have come out from Star Wars. He was fantastic. I love talking to him. And then, of course, yes, he was our second. Well, I'm here today to announce that next month in April, we will have our third Lucasfilm guest joining us on Han Talks First. And it's a big one. It's a big one. I can't say who it is right now. It took me about a month and a half to set up this interview. Constant emails back and forth. But we finally picked a date. We finally found time. And they will be joining us on April, I think it's 13th or 12th, April 12th. They will be on the show. And I will announce who it is very shortly. But it's a big one. And I'm very excited about it. And I can't wait for you to see who it is. Um, a little hint, uh, it is a a cast member, and they are a female. So that's all the hint I will give you today, and hopefully pretty soon you will, you'll find out who it is. Within the next week or two, I will announce who that is. Welcome, Lando. Uh, audio in the right ear only. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you so much. Let's see if this helps at all. Yeah, like I said, um, using a new software here, it's very convoluted. It's a great software. I'm using Streamlabs OBS, um, but there's there's some parts of it that I just I'm still trying to figure out. So bear with me one second, guys, while I try and get this together. Testing, testing. Yeah, I can see it in the right side only. So let me see here. Create. And by the way, if anyone who listens to the show knows how to fix this issue, let me know. I'm usually pretty tech savvy. I'm a musician. I handle digital audio workstations all the time. But for some reason, this one's just a little different. So, all right, it looks like the mic is, oh, here we go, mono. Let's see if that helps. Okay, check, check. How was that? Uh, my friend, can you hear me in both your ears now? Please let me know. I hope that fixed the issue, and I'm sorry it was only coming in your right side. What is that, the angel? I think the right side is the angel, the left side is the devil. I was the uh, the angel in your in your ear, I guess. No, not really. Okay. So anyway, yeah, we're talking about a couple different things. We're talking about the new Visions book announcement. We're talking about that George Lucas interview. We're talking about Mina Masood as Ezra Bridger. We're talking about Kevin Feige, and of course... As Max4646 um, reached out to me on Twitter and recommended we talk about a little bit about Palpatine and if he could return, and um, we'll talk about that last. So I have some interesting theories on that that I will share as well. It's just great to see how many Lucasfilm slash Star Wars guys you get. I know, it's pretty crazy, huh? I guess two years of doing this paid off, so um, 
uh, it's going well. And uh, this is this is the first of many. We'll have many more. Um, you know, the more I do, the more that Lucasfilm is okay with me bringing in other people, and we they the guests just get bigger and bigger every single time. So I can't wait. Audio is better now. Fixed. Okay, great. Thank you so much for pointing that out. Um, I couldn't notice that on my end. So let's talk about first this Visions novel, which came out. Um, well, it was announced just a couple days ago uh, by Star Wars Delray Books, the publisher. And their statement was, This year, Star Wars Visions will bring all new creative takes on Star Wars from the world's best anime creators. Coming October 12th, the original novel inspired by one of those animated tales, a Star Wars book quite like any before it. The writer of the book, who is... Emma, Emma Miko, I think. Uh, she says, this is not a novelization. This is an original novel. And to tell it, we're so thrilled to have a vibrant new voice, Emma Miko. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the voice. Emma Miko, joining the Star Wars author family. We can't wait to share more of Emma's story with you. Okay, so Emma Miko Kandon is the writer. And she's bringing forth this new novel based on the Star Wars Visions animated series, which seems like... That's going to be a really great series. I can't wait. I know my girlfriend's looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be more of a, an anime spin on uh, Star Wars animation, which is really cool. A lot of people are excited about that. And, of course, we've had that before with the old Clone Wars way back in the day by the guy who made Samurai Jack, which is apparently coming back to Disney+, Plus, along with the Ewok stories, which is really cool. So that's like, I would say... One of the biggest confirmed bits of news out there right now. It's been a slow week. Slow couple months for Star Wars, but still exciting nonetheless. I'm excited for Visions, and I would love to know what you guys think as well. And the next thing... Ooh, Max says I'm not really excited about Visions because I'm not a big fan of anime, but I want to give it a chance. So check this out, Max. I was uh, also, I would say about three years ago, is when I first got into anime, officially. Before that, I really wasn't into it. I didn't care much for it. Uh, I, it's not that I hated it. It's just I wasn't... It wasn't for me, you know? And then I met my girlfriend, and she loves... Loves anime. And she gave me some great recommendations on what to start with to kind of get into it. And for me, I started with the show My Hero Academia. And if you want to try and get into anime, start with My Hero because there's tons of Star Wars references. For example, the it's it's about superheroes, but the place where the superheroes go to train is called Dagobah Training. And there's tons of other there's like Tatooine and there's little references here and there, but they the creator of My Hero Academia loves Star Wars, and he puts little homages into the show. And the lore and the storytelling of My Hero is amazing. And it's probably my favorite anime. So if you want to try and get into it, start there. I think it's on Hulu. You could check it out. And I, I, I was with you, man. I wasn't really into anime before, but... Ever since I started with that, I got into some other ones. So I'm actually looking forward to Visions, and I hope it's going to be really good. Luke from Hoth Off the Press is here. What's up, Luke? How's it going? 
Okay. So let's um let's talk about this Mina Masoon issue. If you remember like three weeks ago, maybe three and a half, I made a standalone video about Mina Masoon uh possibly gonna come in and play Ezra Bridger. I'm not saying I broke the story, not at all. Uh I'm just saying uh we talked about it a while ago that it was rumored he would come in and I mentioned how much it makes sense for him to play that part, you know, because he was recently Aladdin. The first time I watched Rebels, that first episode, I was like, this is Aladdin. And then the, I showed it to my girlfriend the first time, and she was like, this is kind of like Aladdin. Rebels season one is literally Aladdin. He's a street rat. He's a riffraff. And he's a diamond in the rough. And Mina Masoon is perfect to play it. Well, he recently, on Instagram, posted a a lovely picture without his shirt, flexing his tone self and uh in the caption it had a quote from season two of rebels and it said something like just so you know when i get out of here i won't hurt you guys or something like that but the quote is from the rebels tv show is he teasing that he it's confirmed and he also said something on twitter as well kind of hinting at the idea that he could be playing ezra bridger in a live action form I'm really excited about it. I think he's perfect. I wouldn't want to see anyone else in that spot, at least at my current state of mind, but I think he would be really great. I'd love to see it happen. Um, my only concern is I hope that I hope that he had approval to do that if he is playing Ezra, because if he didn't, that's probably going to get him in a lot of trouble. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Okay, there are five people in the chat right now. If you all could do me a favor and go like this video, that would mean so much to me. It would help out a lot and get the attention of other people to come check out this channel. And of course, if you are not subscribed, please consider subscribing to this channel because we do videos all the time. Going to have a lot of great stuff and um, it'll be fun. And then, of course, if you're watching on YouTube but you want to check out the podcast because you don't have time to watch videos, we're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, Overcast, uh, po, po, Podio, I don't even know. I, I was I searched Han Talks first on Google the other day. Here's something funny. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really cool that if you search Han Talks first, it only comes up with my my content, which is really cool. But I like found this site that said stream uh, Han Talks first episodes here. And it was a site that I didn't even know that I was distributing my podcast to. And I think there was two that I found. I think one one started with a P and the other started with something else. But um, So, yeah, we're pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts on your podcasting app of choice. So go check that out, please, and thank you. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to chat about here was Kevin Feige. We all know that Kevin Feige... A long time ago, it was said that he would make a star. I'm sorry. Luke says, yeah, I appreciated that photo. <laughs> you appreciate that photo of uh, Mina Masoon with his shirt off? <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, everybody, for joining me today live. Uh, I, I didn't put any promotion into today's episode um, uh, because I, I really don't have much to talk about. We're just kind of hanging out and relaxing. So if you have anything you want to talk about, just put it in the comments below. Um, the Kevin Feige thing. I'm going to talk about Kevin Feige and then I'm going to talk about George Lucas. 
So Kevin Feige, of course, we, we know he's going to make a Star Wars movie. We don't know when. We don't know with whom. And um, it was rumored that he has, well, he said he has an actor from the MCU in mind to play a certain role. We'll see who that is. Um, but he had some recent quotes today concerning if he's going to be involved with any of the television parts of Disney Star Wars. And uh, this was in an Entertainment Weekly interview. Here's what he said on that, upon asked that question. He said, no, that's all Kathleen Kennedy. I'm involved in it as much as I stay up until midnight, Los Angeles time, to watch new episodes of The Mandalorian when they drop. So he's not involved with any of the TV stuff. Why is this important? Well, it's good to know because it probably helps us understand that um, whatever his movie is going to be, it's going to be standalone. It probably won't have anything to do with any of the TV shows or stuff that's currently going on right now that's being interconnected with each other. And um, that's really all I take away from it myself. Um, it'll be just a standalone movie, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Now, the title of this video is Kevin, or is George Lucas and Kevin Feige, Star Wars. I didn't intentionally do this, but I realized that can seem kind of clickbaity. It seriously wasn't my intention. It just meant that I wanted to talk about Kevin Feige and George Lucas, Star Wars movies. Um, so they're not actually doing anything together. Um, I'm sorry if it came across that way, but... Uh, that, Max says in the chat, actually, I'm pretty sure that Feige's movie will come out in 2027 because 2023 is Rogue Squadron, and in 2025 is Taika's movie, most likely. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely possible. It's really far away if you think about it, you know. But it's good because it's plenty of time to develop a story and get it going. I believe, here's what I believe um, about what's going on with Kevin's movie. Kevin Feige, I think he has an idea of what he wants to see on screen. I don't think there's a story yet. I don't even think there's characters yet. I think he has hired a team of artists to come in, similar to Ralph McQuarrie and George Lucas. I think he's brought in artists to make keyframe concept art. And what I mean by that is like uh, frames from his movie that he wants to highlight in a final product. So, for example, when they did Endgame, uh, the concept artist, before a story was even created, they made concept art of Captain America wielding Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. So that was done before a story was even written. So I, that's how Kevin Feige works. I think that's what he's doing with this project. He's probably working with artists coming up with things he wants to see. For example, like, I don't know, maybe like, a Jedi wielding, like, two lightsabers standing over a Sith or something. You know, just things he wants to see in the movie. And then he will hire an art, uh, a writer whom was already rumored. He already picked somebody up. They will adapt a story based off that concept art. And then they will work together to work on the script. So that's what I'm thinking. I still think that Feige's movie will be... The finale to the Mando storyline. Interesting. Okay, I I don't think so. Um, I don't... It's definitely possible. I don't think that'll happen, buddy. Only because he said he's not involved with the TV at all. And I think Kevin Feige... 
I mean, look at what he does with the MCU television, like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, he knows everything that's going on, and he's able to build a universe based around that. It could happen still. I mean, he could still be doing a, a Mando finale that he doesn't necessarily need full context on everything, but he can come up with the, the finality of the story there. So let me tell you about George Lucas real quick. It's a good segue because Kevin Feige and George Lucas have a lot in common. And uh, pardon me while I take a sip of my, my coffee. If you have a coffee or a tea, now's the time to sip. Oh, yes. I'm drinking a cinnamon dolce latte from Starbucks. And it's fantastic. It's my favorite coffee. So... George Lucas, I watched the interview. Lando, you asked if I'd watched it before. I finally checked it out. And I got to say, I loved it. I loved seeing it. I loved seeing him. I loved hearing what he had to say. Every every time I see George Lucas in an interview, he, he just always has such great things to say. Even if it's like... George Lucas says the same things over and over and over, right? In every interview he's in. Like Star Wars is for kids, or it's about um, you know good guys versus bad guys, good and evil, don't follow the dark side, that kind of stuff. He says the same thing over and over and over again, but every time I'm just still fascinated. Every time he says it, uh, I think that's just because he's my my idol. You know, he's like someone I want to be one day, um, which is another reason why I'm doing this short film that I'm making right now. And um, actually, if you guys want to see something really cool. I can show you a poster from my first theatrical film. Let me go grab it real quick. One second. Okay, so check it out. This isn't Star Wars related, but uh, this is a poster that is sadly kind of damaged because when I moved, it was damaged a little bit. But this is a poster from my first film. Technically a student film, but it was theatrical. It had a theatrical run in one theater, or two theaters, I'm sorry. And um, it was a crime drama, kind of a thriller, and it's called True Pennies. So check it out. That is back in 2012. That was my first film. It, the post, the frames, it's kind of fallen in the frame, but that's it right there. It was roughly... It was roughly like 30 minutes, but, um, and honestly, it's not, it's nothing like too fantastic. It, it's just a simple movie, but that was my first thing. And now I'm working on this other one. So I'm trying to be more like George every single day. He made like a, what, a total of five movies that he directed. So I got, um, two more, three more, and then, uh, I'll be caught up. So there's that. But yeah, anyway, this George Lucas interview, one thing that bothers me about it, there's a bunch of people online interpreting that interview as him saying Disney Star Wars sucks and it kind of putting words into his mouth which kind of bothers me while he didn't outright say that he said a little bit of kind of how he was disappointed with the direction it went and it wasn't his vision he didn't blatantly say Disney Star Wars sucks <laughs> and it just kind of bugs me that people put those words into his mouth because he, he didn't say it himself. I and mean, he's never going to, even if that's what he truly thinks, which I do believe he thinks that way. 
I believe he thinks they're in a lack of innovation and creativity and the pushing of technological advancements in filmmaking. But um, that's just one thing that bothers me about it. But it's a great interview. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. There was one thing, there's one interview that I've seen by George Lucas that is my favorite interview that people still don't talk about. And no one has still like really got it to attention with it. And it's such a shame that, um, you know, it, it's really great that someone like Star Wars Theory can come in and post about like, hey, check out this interview with George Lucas that no one's seen and they go check it out. Um, but like if I do it, no one's going to go check it out. And I just, I want people to see this interview so much. He did an interview with a company called Project Happiness. It's on YouTube. It's about an hour long, maybe 30 minutes to 40. And he talks with these kids. And it, the whole concept is talking about love and how important love is in our culture and society. And George Lucas talks more specifically about the difference between true love and infatuation. And hearing his perspective on that is absolutely brilliant. At some point, I will play it on this podcast, the full interview. Um, I'll clear it up with the people who actually own the interview so I can get more people to hear it. But it's such a great great interview so let's see what we're saying in the comments here george lucas is great i'm not the biggest fan of the prequels but i still want him to make another star wars movie but i'm pretty sure this will never happen yeah i don't think it'll ever happen either i think the closest i think the closest we'll get is the george lucas museum of modern art which is it looks fantastic and it's not a movie, but I mean like it informs the storytelling with Star Wars because we'll get to see sets from the Star Wars movie, unseen footage, uh, unseen stuff from the original trilogy, props and things like that. And in a way, he kind of gets to tell a story through e exhibitors in that way. So that'll be an interesting thing to look at as well. I'm still thinking that Feige's movie will be the finale in the Mando storyline. We read that. He said he isn't involved, but I don't know if I should believe him because this Mando story is the perfect thing for Feige. I, I, dude, I think uh, Feige could kill at a Mando story. I think he'd be really good at it. He's, it would be, a, it's right up his alley. So I totally agree with you. Um, I just, I just don't think it'll happen. But if it does happen, uh, I'm going to message you and you'll know you're right. So in 2027, that means we have to stay in touch. Uh, I think George said episode seven is too safe, and he liked Rogue One. He said that eight is beautifully made. He liked Solo, and episode nine, he didn't talk about it, I think. Uh, yes, so he was... He didn't really care for George, or for episode seven. He said it's, the fans will like it. That was the only statement he put out about it. He said the fans were going to love it. Rogue One, I don't remember if he said anything about Rogue One. But if he did, you'll, we'll have to look it up. I'm not sure. I do know he did not attend that premiere, though. And he did not attend Episode 8 or 9's premiere. But strangely, he appeared at the Solo premiere. Isn't that weird? But his... His pupil, Ron Howard, made it so that 
he wanted to support him, so that makes sense. He did say uh, episode eight was beautifully made. You could take that as a compliment, or you could take it as a uh, divergent to uh, like kind of dodging the question. Um, I'm not really sure. He he did visit the set. He had dinner with he had lunch with Ryan Johnson. Um, Ryan Johnson said it was a great conversation he had with him. So yeah, it's it's hard to say what his thoughts are on um, like actually on the sequel trilogy. I do believe he's happy with his investment. I do believe he's sad he sold it, but he's making a lot of money. And if you want to know exactly how much money he's made off of Star Wars since he sold it, you got to go listen to last week's episode. We break it down for you from a, a, a Forbes article by uh, Brian something. He broke down like all the the interest of his stock in Disney and et cetera, but hey, that's not interesting to talk about. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, guys go check out the, uh, George Lucas interview. Uh, it's great. He, he has a conversation with like little 12 year olds and he gives them advice on how to become, uh, grownups and transition into adulthood and to avoid the dark side and just be good people. It's fantastic. So let me move into what we're going to consider the main topic of today's show. And again, I'm sorry, I don't have any cool visuals today. Like I said, I just switched to a new broadcast service, so I, I'd, I don't have time to figure out how to put up the uh, images or video quite yet, but hopefully by next week. Hopefully by next week we will have that figured out. So anyway, we're going to talk about Palpatine, the emperor of uh, the Star Wars world, the galactic emperor. Uh, about a couple hours ago... Max on Twitter asked me this question. He said, if they make episode 10, 11, and 12, do you think Palpatine will return another time because it was teased in the Rise of Skywalker book? Now, this makes for a very interesting topic of discussion because we're talking about not just the Emperor of the Galaxy. We're also talking about Balance of the Force. We're also talking about Skywalker Saga, which also has equal to do with Emperor Palpatine, right? So, first of all, The Rise of Skywalker. If you hated it, if you loved it, doesn't matter how good was Ian McDermott in that movie. I think he was my favorite part of Episode Nine, to be honest with you. Even though I don't believe it was like, had any he had any purpose being in there, or it was not executed as well as I wanted it to be, Ian McDermott was fantastic. And I loved it. And I would want to see him in like every Star Wars movie just because he's a good actor. Not necessarily so I could see Palpatine again and again. But the question we're talking about today is could Palpatine show up again? I have a couple different theories about this. If you guys have theories, put it in the chat and let's hear what you have to say. I'm most interested about this Rise of Skywalker novelization comment that Max made that it alluded to a possibility that he could possibly come up again in the, in the world somewhere. I haven't read the book, so I'm not familiar with that comment. Max, if you're still watching live, let me know exactly how the book phrases it, and I could probably respond a little bit better. But until then, let me give you some theories here about how he could possibly show up going forward. So, there's this new show coming out called Acolyte, which is going to be Sith-focused. Sith, Sith focused. 
bad guy centric and female led there's we don't really know exactly what it's about but there's going to be tons there's tons of speculation out there that it's probably about the origins of the sith or the prequel days of the sith or uh, inquisitors the emperor itself a bunch of other things but the bottom line is it's going to be about the bad guys and the biggest bad guy of all emperor palpatine could be in it and there's been discussion around also that it could be about the rise of the Sith Order, especially given the time period that the series will take place in. A lot of fans want to see uh, Palpatine learning the ways of the dark side through Darth Sidious. I know I do. Or, I'm sorry, Darth Plagueis. I know I do. That was one of my favorite books, the Darth Plagueis novel. It was actually the first Star Wars novel I ever read. I don't probably 2013 is when I read it. I think it came out the year before, but it's a great book. And it all stemmed from that one line in Revenge of the Sith. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He was so powerful, he could influence the midi-chlorians to keep the ones he loved from dying. Anyway, it's also just as likely that he could appear in The Mandalorian, leading up to the events of The Rise of Skywalker. Because as we know, they're doing cloning in Season 2. At least, what is left of the Empire is trying to do something related to cloning. Possibly Snoke. Possibly still under the orders of Palpatine. Leading up to the rise of the First Order. Which is all being strung by Palpatine in the first place. So that is a possibility as well. I think that's definitely likely. But, are they really going to waste that screen time to put... Ian McDermott in a TV show when he's he's probably a very bankable character to put in a movie and they can make more cash flow off that? I don't know. Okay, so here, let me see what you're saying in the chat here, and I'll get into more th- my theories in a second. Uh, there was a conversation between Finn and Poe, and Finn asked Poe if Palpatine could return again because Leia also thought at the end of Episode 6 that he is dead, and Poe said, we don't know. Interesting. Very Interesting. I'll have to get the book. It seems like there's a lot of more great details in there and a uh, different perspective from different characters. So interesting. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. I, I have a theory based off a little bit of what you said there. Lando says, love the Rise of Skywalker. Don't care about all the fan service. And of course, he could show up again. I think his force essence should have transferred to Broom Boy. Not joking. Ray's first apprentice. Wait, what? Uh... I think his force essence should have transferred to Broom Boy, Ray's first apprentice. So you're saying that Ray is going to train Broom Boy and Palpatine's going to hop into his body? Interesting. As Vision would say in WandaVision, I request further elaboration. Uh, let's see what else. Luke says, Ian is why... I watched episode 9, although I haven't seen the sequel since December. Hold up. You weren't going to watch episode 9? At all? But because Ian McDermott was in it, you were going to watch it? Is that true? No way. Come on, man. Are you serious? Or you mean like that was like a reason why I was looking forward to going to see episode 9? That's an interesting comment. Max says I will send you the screenshot on Twitter after the show. Okay, great. Thank you, Max. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Then we could talk about it. 
We talked about the Broom Boy theory on Sith Talkers. Interesting. That must have come out uh, yesterday or two days ago. So um, I will check that out. Interesting theory. We will jump into it. Okay, so my next theory about how he could come into it, and I know some of you are going to love this comment, but there's also theories out there, especially on Reddit, uh, Reddit, on the Reddit Star Wars leaks section, saying that Palpatine could return in Ryan Johnson's movie. I'll just go ahead and give you guys a second so you can scream no for those of you that aren't excited about it. But the theory that is that there's a new theory out there that Ryan Johnson's movie is a prequel before the prequel movies, before Phantom Menace, and it's about uh, Count Dooku training Qui-Gon Jinn. And parallel to that, Darth Plagueis training Palpatine in, in the dark side. And also... During that time, Palpatine recruiting Count Dooku and kind of starting to form the foundation of which he takes over the Republic. That's a new theory. A uh, rumor. Not a theory. Um, is it true? I don't know. I don't really think so. I, because Ryan Johnson said he's not going to have... He's going to have a, a movie with like new characters, new places, new part of the galaxy. Like nothing to do with like Skywalkers. So it's hard to believe that that would be true. But... When he said those comments, he could have been talking about the Skywalkers themselves. So he could do one about Count Dooku and um, Qui-Gon Jinn. I honestly wouldn't want to see it. Not because it's Ryan Johnson, but because I don't want to see a prequel about Qui-Gon Jinn. I could, I'll, I'll see one about Count Dooku, but Qui-Gon Jinn is a very specific character created by George Lucas with a very, very specific development. And I think his story is very important. I have not read any novels with him as far as like his story before Phantom Menace, but I did read Master and Apprentice and he, uh, Claudia Gray does a great job of, you know, interpreting him in that. But I don't believe this rumor. But if it is true that they are making something with a prequel to Phantom Menace that he could return that way. Now that's not in chronological order, so that's probably not what the question was for me, but um, it's possible he could show up at a time before all of this happens. So let me see what you're saying here. Since it was, since its release, Ian is the only reason I go back. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm excited. I was excited for Nine for the Emperor when I knew he was coming back. I don't like his death. It's very Kingdom Hearts. I think there is a great chance Palpatine will return again because he wanted Rey to kill him. And she exactly did that because she pushed the lightning back. No, Ryan's trilogy will not have Palpatine in it. I think it will be completely new characters and new planets. I agree, Max. Uh, that's just a, a random theory I read on uh, on Reddit. Okay, so I got two more theories here. One of which has to do it with exactly what you were saying. So the first one here is he will return again. And this is more of a theoretical answer this isn't a specific answer it's um he will return again because balance in the force has yet to be achieved now there is this debate since the dawn of star wars well, not the dawn of star wars but since the prequels came out about who exactly actually yeah the original trilogy too who exactly is the chosen one in this prophecy 
It's all, is it a, is it a Skywalker? Is it Anakin? Is it Luke? You know, did Anakin bring balance? Did Luke bring balance? And then as the sequels came out, it was like, did Leia bring balance? Did Rey? What is this? Like, who brought balance to the Force? It's a very interesting question. My belief is that it's Anakin and Luke. I believe they both did. I think the prophecy is a generational prophecy to be told and passed on. But here's the thing. He'll return again. Palpatine will return again because balance was never achieved. Balance, of course, being light and dark. So it can't even be possible with the absence of evil. So Palpatine may not even really be gone. His essence, his soul, could be floating out in the galaxy somewhere. And I'll talk about that with my my most recent theory. But the prophecy of the Chosen One was inherently flawed. And a different clone body because balance in the Force means he can never die. Resurrected as a different Sith entity, thus perpetuating the hero myth of another Chosen One trying to defeat him and bring balance to the Force. So this leads into my final theory on this. And honestly, I'd love to see this happen. Uh, Probably very unlikely because it would destroy the sequels. But Palpatine possessed Rey. And uh, yes, uh, Max, this kind of goes off exactly what you were saying. um, About how Rey did exactly what Palpatine wanted him to do. Right? So if you remember back all the way in 1977, episode 4, A New Hope. Obi-Wan was fighting Darth Vader. They pause. And Obi-Wan says, If you strike me down, Darth, I will become more powerful than you possibly can imagine. What does Darth Vader do? (laughs) He strikes him down. (laughs) Obi-Wan becomes a Force ghost. He's able to influence Luke, motivate him, and uh, use the Force to come back to uh, the, the physical realm. And it becomes more possible than Darth Vader could possibly imagine. And then that parallel in episode 9 when Palpatine says to Rey, strike me down and all the Sith will live in you or something like that. I don't know. It, it was very obviously trying to to call back to that original line in A New Hope. So Sheev, Sheevy Palps, Sheevy Baby, Papa Palps, he instructed Rey to strike him down with her lightsaber. And it was part of this solemn ritual that would allow him to use her body as a vessel for all of the Sith. And knowing what that that would you know, force Rey to resist his proposal only to go back on her better instincts and dispose of him anyway, this led to a discussion that we're going to have right now that Palpatine possibly possessed her anyway, leading to his ultimate victory. And he will live on under this new assumed alias known as Rey Skywalker. I don't understand the ending of episode 9. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I'm not going to pretend like I have a theory that that I'm convinced on. It's very confusing. He asks her to strike him down. And she does. Now you could argue that You know, she didn't do it out of hatred, which is what she was originally intending to do. But instead, she did it on her own will with the help of all the Jedi, I guess. But still, she did exactly what he wanted him to do. 
But the thing, the thing about it, the Emperor was trying to do the same exact thing back in Return of the Jedi as well, when he told Luke to strike him down with all of his fear and anger. A little side note, when Vader blocked Luke Skywalker's strike to the Emperor, was he protecting the Emperor? Or was Vader protecting his son from going to the dark side of the Force? Interesting comment, huh? I'm going to elaborate on this theory in a second, but I want to see what you guys are saying here. Luke says, I'd like a sequel. Uh, I'd like a sequel be 100 to 200 years after Episode Nine, so it's totally isolated and can continue on. So I agree. So I, I want both. As far as a movie goes, I want... The next movie I want to see, I want it to be completely fresh and original and completely deviated from anything else we've seen before. But eventually, I would like another sequel to, like, you know, maybe a 10, 11, 9, something like that. Ray is the balance as she is light, she is dark, the blood of Palps, and the spirit of the Jedi. Interesting theory that she is, she is the balance. You see, that that could be the answer, and honestly, if that is the answer, I hate it because it's just it's <laughs> it's just way too it's way too simple. I don't like it. I need it to be more complicated. And and it also makes like everything that has happened before kind of irrelevant, you know? Except for Palpatine. Maybe he cloned himself another time, but this time on Korriban, and maybe now in a younger version, like in Dark Empire, because Ian isn't the youngest anymore. Okay, yeah, that's another great theory. A lot of things people are talking about. In that comic, uh, novel, uh, I don't know what it was, um, he clones himself and he comes back as a younger version, but he has many different planets on which he has these stations to do so. So, one of which we know to be Exegol, that he had this little cloning station on. So, there could be another one out there. And Morben could be, or Corban, I'm sorry. I don't know why they changed it. That could be another example of another place he has a cloning facility on. Another one being Jakku. Uh, I don't think that's uh, totally confirmed, but uh, it was like referenced in a book at some point, I think. Uh, let's see. Lando, if you define balance as only light side is left, then Anakin was the chosen one for a moment. Then when Snoke slash Palps came back, then Rey brought balance. But darkness always rises in the unknown. But true balance is light and dark, or no light and dark. We, if Rey, Ben, and Palps died at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, then that is true balance. Ben's last Jedi plan, let the past die. Okay, so you said something interesting that reminds me of what George Lucas had said in the prequels and what some of his characters had said in dialogue, was that... Balance of the Force to the Jedi Order was that it was only light. So you're right. By that definition, being all light is balance in the Force. And then if you, can, you can look at it from an objective point of view, which is it's the balance of light and dark, the yin, the yang, which is probably what the, old, the original trilogy is based off of. But this new sequel trilogy, it's like... I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I would have loved... Someday I want to see George Lucas' outline for uh, the sequels. Maybe we'll have some explanation there. On the Rey theory, yeah, maybe he waits until she has a new Jedi Order, and then he will control her. 
So even if it's not a full possession, at least maybe a little bit of him is inside of Ray. But it's like, it just sounds so messy saying it out loud, doesn't it? You know? Luke says, I'm really excited for Bad Batch. Dude, it's really close. We're like a month away, a month and a half away. But I feel Star Wars burnout coming in 2022. In 2022? With Obi-Wan Kenobi? Are you serious? I feel like I feel with the MCU. Oh, are you burnt out on the MCU? Well, uh, that's because you haven't watched my Marvel podcast, which is um, we do every Friday. That might change your mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, look, there's this there's this misconception about comic book movies and most recently Star Wars movies. And let me explain what I'm talking about in a second. Okay. So, when did the MCU start? 2008? It was announced in 2006. Not the MCU, but Iron Man. And it came out. Then they did Thor, and then they did Captain America, and uh, The Incredible Hulk, uh, and then Avengers, right? I think that's the order in which they came out. I'm sorry, it's Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. I could be wrong. But it was this huge hype. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone loved it. Right? Actually, because we're talking about MCU, I'm going to switch over to my other thumbnail. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Put that right there. There we go. Pretty cool, huh? Um, so, yeah, all those movies came out. It was doing really well. And then by the time Guardians of the Galaxy was announced, people were saying, mm, we're going to have a burnout of the MCU, right? That happened. It was a success. And then Age of Ultron came out. By the time Infinity War started, everyone was like, after this movie, that's it. They're not going to be able to like come back from it. Burnout, right? The comic, mo comic book movies are dying. And then, you know, people kept... My bottom line is people keep saying it over and over. That comic book movies are dead. And they're going to burn out someday. But for the general audience, they're still not, you know? For us, maybe. Uh, not for myself. Um... But they're finding new ways to interpret the material and uh, bring it to life on screen and to uh, adapt to more demographics and things like that. So Star Wars is a different story. They can't do what Marvel is doing. They just, they can't. It It's not the same. It's just not the same, you know? And I think that's the issue Disney is having. They're trying to make the MCU a Star Wars. And we talked about this last week a little bit, but... You know, they started with the anthology series. They wanted to try and connect things by doing a... The last 10 minutes of the movie was dedicated to connecting to every other movie that there was. The Darth Maul scene, the Darth, the Darth, Darth Vader scene, um, and a bunch of other stuff, too. I can't remember. But, yeah, I think they need to find their own footing and not copy what the MCU is doing because they're two completely different entities. Lucasfilm has been doing the Lord's work for years and they, they know what they need to do. I think Disney needs to kind of let them do their thing for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I know completely, I know completely other topic, but I, Oh, it's a completely other topic, but I hope that JD Dillard movie will get confirmed on May the 4th, but I doubt it. May the 4th, huh? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, if we got that then, uh, that'd be really cool to see. I, I really, I hope it happens too, man. Um, did you ever watch Sweetheart, the movie on Netflix? 
Uh, I recommended it to a couple people, and they told me they really enjoyed it. So I'd be curious, curious to hear from you. I'm excited for Obi-Wan, but I really don't want it to be connected where you'll miss out on the story point if you don't watch a show. I felt nothing in the WandaVision finale or with the Falcon. I feel lack of investment. So I didn't like the WandaVision ending either. The show for me had a really strong entry and it, it lackluster the farther it got into it. Um, and I think it has to do with because they were shooting this during a pandemic and they were rushed because Disney wanted to make sure they got their date on time so that they could bump up their subscribers for their investment day. That's exactly what happened. And um, it looks like I'm having some trouble with the stream. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I think we're good. But yeah. So bottom line is, where's Palpatine? What's he doing? You know, what's interesting about this topic is that no one bothers to ask J.J. Abrams or Chris Terrio what their opinions are because no one cares, <laughs> right? And when they are asked about it, they seem kind of checked out. Like, they're just kind of like, no, we finished. Uh, we're kind of done with that. You know, let's move on. And um, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I really don't want to read about it or see it in a documentary. I want, I want on-screen exposition. So hopefully we'll find out. I think I'm going to wrap up for today, everybody. Like I said, I didn't really have anything planned to talk about today. I just kind of wanted to make sure I came on here because I, I do every Monday and just chat for a little bit with you guys. Um, if you are a fan of the MCU, every Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific, me and my girlfriend host the Falcon and Winter Soldier after show. And we'll be doing that for every Marvel feature coming up. So you can find us there. And um, we'll be talking about episode two this week. I will uh, play you the little our little intro video here so you can see it because I'm really proud of it. Uh, I wrote the music for it myself. As you guys know, I write all the music on this show. And um, I wrote this this intro in like 20 minutes. And I edited it. I like mixed it and stuff for like 15 minutes. And then my girlfriend made the artwork and then we made a video and uh, it turned into this right here. So I would love to know what your guys' thoughts are. So here is that that little intro video. You know what sucks is I can't hear it. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. I'm learning this this software, and I, I can't hear when I play a video, so I have to figure that out. Um, but anyway, yeah, great show today. Thank you, uh, Max. Thank you all for listening live and joining in on the conversation. I had fun, like always. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Star Wars. I'll have a better show next week. <laughs> uh, it'll be a regular show. I'll have real topics and, like, yeah, a little bit better discussion it was fun today though i i enjoy kind of just talking about whatever so thanks for joining me today here and um like i said friday we'll be back with the marvel show and don't forget the announcement coming up real soon we're gonna have a lucasfilm person on the show in april april 12th can't wait it's gonna be fantastic um i'll i'll announce it i'll announce it next week on the podcast 
I won't make it official. I won't post like a photo, but I'll, I'll tell you on the podcast next week. And then, of course, share with your friends. And um, I hope you guys had a great weekend, and I hope it continues on and you get to have a great week as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And until I see you again, somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. <laughs>